0: are listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Flow, where Flow Centers Thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our own Flow Centers, and we love providing insights and tips along the way. As always, you can find us at Art of the Float at all the social medias, and you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. It's the gold bar on the left side of the screen. If you disagree with us, if you want to add something, if you want to ask a question, just click on that, leave a voicemail, and we'll answer it in the next episode. I'm Dylan, one of your co-hosts. I own The Float Shop with my wife, Sandra Calm, in Portland, Oregon. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and Lance of The Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And, uh, just a few things, uh, to get out of the way before we start our show here. Uh, first, we, um are all available for consulting. If you're interested in consulting, just go to the consulting tab on Art of the Float. Also, if you're interested in supporting the show, uh, we love it when you book our Amazon link. That's on the recommended products page. If you save that link every time you shop, it doesn't cost you anything extra, but you help support the show. And my gosh, we really appreciate it. (laughs) So thank you guys so much. And I also want to talk about California Float Concepts, one of the cooler float (laughs) tanks that are being made right now. Uh, I just want to tell you a few cool things about this Um, one is that it has a single piece uh for the base so it's not going to leak anywhere it's going to hold your float tank water which of course is important also one of the really cool things is that it's voice controlled which means that you can turn on the lights control the music all that stuff with your voice uh which i'm not sure how many tanks are doing that right now but seems seems like they might be on the vanguard of that one uh also they have a proprietary dehumidifier that that he actually still won't tell me how it works. But <laughs> but he's controlling the humidity and the temperature using an exchange of air in the tank with fresh air. And uh, that's going to help CO2 levels from rising, which is a, a big concern in float tanks, and one that Lance brings up quite quite frequently as something that's really important for Our safety. Um, And so we definitely appreciate that uh, he's considering that and making sure that our air is safe for us while we float and, of course, our customers. So if you're interested in checking out the most talked about float tank of the float conference of 2016, go to cafloatconcepts.com. Amy and Lance, how are y'all doing?
1: Fantastic. How are you
0: tonight, Dylan? Wow. I'm good. I'm tired. So tired, but I'm good. Yeah.
2: Well, you What's know, going
0: on? I, 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 well, I have a baby, Amy. I don't know if you heard, but I, I'm <laughs> always tired. Oh yeah,
1: those, those babies. Is this like more
0: to it yeah. than that? You know, actually, but before I continue, I like I just apropos to that is, I didn't realize how much free time I had until I had a baby. And now, anybody, <laughs> if you don't have a child and you think that you're too busy or you can't get your uh, your stuff done. You're wrong. You are absolutely incorrect. <laughs> you can absolutely do everything you want to do. I had a friend, he texted me at 2 p.m. on a Sunday saying, hey, do you want to see uh, this movie at 4 o'clock? <laughs> what? what are you, do you, who are you, you single male? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not going to go see a movie. Yes, yes, I would love to go see that movie. That sounds awesome. No, I can't do that. Uh, but anyway... So, <laughs>
1: so what, what I want to know is when you, when is your time management book coming out then for the rest of us because you probably know how to how to do a whole lot in a short period of time. At this yeah,
0: point. no, I don't. That's the problem. I'll, when I figure it out, I'll go ahead and self publish. But until then, <laughs> um, Sandra and I are figuring it out, and it's tough. It's tough, and um, tensions rise. We love this little girl. We love our business, but balancing everything and each other, our relationship, and everything, very difficult. So it it um, there's a, there's a real crazy ebb and flow to to kind of just everything that we're trying to balance at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, Uh, book is pending, but definitely bookmark (laughs) that one. Yeah. Uh, So Lance uh, is with us, and Brian Van Pesky, who is also um, part of Art of the Float here, kind of our our tech guys, is joining us uh, as well. What's up, Lance and and Brian? Hello. How's your week, Lance? Uh,
3: My week's been quite... Stressful and overwhelming. Oh, dang. It. Uh, just, anyway. just life in general, I guess. Um, committing to lots of things and not being able to po- follow through and, well, wait and to the personal other kid. things. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, a business, uh, what you were just saying, I can relate to with a business. Um, I have no mm-hmm. free time with my friends. I can't go to right. a movie. I can't do these things. <laughs> right. But sometimes unexpected things come up in life and um, they take a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, a lot of your focus. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is hard to uh, to uh, stay with everything, but uh, I've been utilizing the float tank uh, a lot recently. God, God. Um, when times are getting really tough, it's, it's hard to get in there. It's been some time, but uh, I've got in three times this week, and it's a good trend. I'm going to uh, keep getting in there as much as I can. But uh, yeah, just just busy. Lots lots of things going on. Doesn't doesn't really uh, stop. Uh-huh. Uh, once you sign up for a business, you sign up for not having a break too. Yeah. So, D- does it... <laughs> at least for me? Yeah. <laughs> no. Is
0: is there a light at the end of the tunnel, or is there a goal that you're working towards where you will be? Yeah, able there's to?
3: there's definitely a goal I'm working towards, but okay. it's um, it's also uh, years I would say since starting a business, I've put a lot of these other things in my life that used to be priorities or very important sort of to the side mm-hmm. to focus on my business, so it becomes. Um, you know, successful and grows. Um, but in the meantime, um, those other things weren't being maintained properly. Yeah. And now I got to go back and try and fix all these things when, um, time is of essence There's very little time. And, um, tell me about and, uh, it. And, yeah. it's just, it's just the juggling, the juggling act. A, a lot of, a lot of the time on this podcast and in the circles I'm, I'm around, it's always talking about business and right. moving forward with that and, We often forget about the other things and everyone's always pushing, you know, to to be the best and pushing their furthest limits. But we have to know there are limits and sometimes you uh, you can't forget they exist.
0: Yeah. Limits and balance in general. Right. Like not just can can you like get to 100, but maybe living at even 90 isn't healthy because you're not getting those other things that fill you up. Like I think that's one of the things that. Like like you're talking about, we all we're all wanting to push our businesses as far as we can. But what about that balance? What about our our sweethearts and our fr- just our friends who we don't see anymore? That is one thing that I still have have never recovered from is uh, seeing you know friends I've had since high school that you know we 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 shoot texts so that's about it. That mm. that ain't great. Uh, Amy, can you relate to that at yeah. all?
1: I- Absolutely. Things change uh, when you become an entrepreneur. Sure, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, it's funny, uh, I just made a post on my personal page on Facebook this week. We've had a lot of people lately talk to us about starting a float business. And one thing that I I don't shy away from because I think it's important to understand and know is the amount of work that's going to happen. And these things that we're talking about, these are things that people don't necessarily – not everyone. Some people who have an entrepreneurial background know what to expect. But a lot of people who are going into business for the first time and maybe many of our listeners are realizing, you know, this is tough, maybe a lot harder, a lot more sacrifices than I expected. And maybe those friends, you know, and I've experienced this, those friends don't call as often to ask you out to do things. Mm, and mm, mm. you're, you're thinking about your business 24 <laughs> seven. And on that yeah. quote unquote day off, my husband's like, look, can we just maybe not uh, talk about work <laughs> for a little bit? Cause I have nothing to do with, he has no clue what I'm talking about. Right? Um, so it really, um, it really does affect relationships. And, and it takes a very conscious effort, which, when you have, when you take a conscious effort, that's a lot of energy to think about. How am I going to spend my day off? How am I right, going to right. do something that will connect to me with my friends or my husband? What can I spare? What what things can I do in those small moments? Um, and we, I don't know if we ever become time management experts, but sure. usually because we have these crises we get a little bit better at it and there is always that light at the end of the tunnel I like to think so anyway it's hard it, when you're in yeah. it
0: for you for, w- wasn't it a, a New year's resolution or something to that effect of wanting to make sure that you saw your friends more and taking more time away yeah. from the business yeah how's that going
1: yeah it's you know it's going well've I've had oh, to good. create certain things um, in my life certain rituals and certain dates that allow me to do that. Um, one of the things I do and it's very short is on Monday nights. I have a Facebook live only only (laughs) about 15 minutes. Um, but it's amazing. My friends have gotten used to it and I've gotten to talk and connect with so many people and that's been so good for me. Uh, and I've been able to, to catch up and at least show that, yes, I want to be involved in your life. I really do care. So it's, it's little things. It's not big things. It's, Interesting. The little things that are hopefully building up and right. and and helping. I'll I'll let you know how that goes in about another two months. So I can look back and see um, <laughs> some of that. But um, yeah, it's hard. It's so hard.
0: That, that's really interesting. All three of us are experiencing this so strongly, and all Three of us have experienced this since basically starting our businesses, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh,
1: if it if, goes, if, cycles. goes through cycles, yeah, it's, yeah
0: but <laughs> it's never like it used to be, that's for sure. Um, what it, were you gonna say? It's, Lance? it's
3: quite the cycle. Well, it all, that's that's when it all started for me. I, I used to work eight days on and get six days off, so I had a pretty good, pretty good lifestyle, and <laughs> uh, it, it was great. And then I decided to put a float tank in my basement (laughs) (laughs) and then that decided to destroy my basement and then we said well now we got to build a float center so we'll fix your basement after our float (laughs) center is built (laughs) then we built and run a float center and my basement still isn't fixed. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't and seen daylight na- in years. <laughs> now I want to sell my house. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm trying to sell my house, but I got to fix oh. these things at the float tank, bro. So, so it's all these oh, years Matthew. of things, little things like that. So yeah. I've just, um, I bought my house when I was 19. I used to make a lot of money. I used yeah. to have lots of things and assets. And um, over time, it's been selling, 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 downsizing, hmm. and now, um, I don't want a house anymore because I find my one day off, I'm shoveling, I'm, I'm right. mowing the lawn, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm fixing the house, I'm doing all yeah. these house upkeep things, I just can't do it. <laughs> so I'm trying to sell my house to downsize to a yeah. condo so I can focus more on doing business stuff and free time and friends. But it's, it's all these spectrums of things, you know, life hard. we call it.
0: <laughs> Some kind of life. I, so I there, was just—I was bringing up that it's all three of us. Just so anybody who's listening, who's our, who is also going through this, just like, yeah, like, yep. Welcome, welcome to our crew. We can all share in this. It's not a secret. And the yeah. other thing is for anybody who's thinking about joining or is just starting their business. <laughs> yeah, this is what you're signing on the dotted line for. This—this this is part of it. And you, you I think sometimes Inchance. you convince yourself this isn't going to be the reality, and uh, once it's your your butt on the line, man. It, is It is, in fact, the reality. Yeah. Whew. Uh, nice. Thanks. That was cathartic, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah. Amy, what, what's been going on with you yeah. for uh, your week?
1: So talk about um, trying to add things to those small pockets of time. Um, our washing machine died this week, mm. and uh, we need a part for it. So we've spent the last few days, Mark and I have uh, traded off laundry duty, and... Uh, yeah, fortunately, our dryer works. So we're just running down, doing some laundry, running back. And we do have enough towels and things to, to get us through a day. But, you know, it's funny. It's just like that one more thing.
4: Right, right. Just one
1: more thing that I have to shove in. And, you know, <laughs> laundry mats, uh, not the worst place in the world, but they're not necessarily like a, a good time. Like right. on a Saturday night, and I'm sitting there in a laundry mat with, with a bunch of people and screaming children, I'm thinking, oh. where did I go wrong? What, what choices did I make to get to this place? Oh, um,
3: man.
1: But, you know, we've all been there. What, well, what else is there? This is, once again, this is a float, this is a float center uh, yeah. reality, and that's so, all right. Yeah.
3: So are you repairing your washing machine?
1: We are. It yeah, just why has it done for days? It was a hose that broke. Oh. Um, and actually, it should be repaired. I didn't, I didn't hear from anybody at work, but the repairman was supposed to come by today and take care of that. So I'm hoping at this point um, all of our laundry is being done in-house For again. a hose? Yeah, for a hose, yeah. Huh. That's all.
3: Right. Yeah, that's that's one thing I want to tell people is, um, just because you something breaks in your washing machine like that or your dryer, you can fix it. There's there's honestly YouTube tutorials right. on how to fix things. Absolutely. Type in the sound that it's making or what it's <laughs> doing, and they'll break down a tutorial. And then you find your local parts appliance parts <laughs> dealer, buy the parts and put it together. You'll be amazed. You'll feel like a, a liberated a... person after you repair a... something like a washing machine. I'm we had to anymore. order
1: the. Yeah, we had to it order, the order the part. part that was yeah. our it was our downfall.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like Groove Shark. That's you just right. make the the sound sp- <laughs> 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 and it knows exactly what part you need to fix it. It's really good, and it's free. It's I mean, you can upgrade the app, obviously the premium. so it's free. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good stuff. Good yeah, we every once in a while our washer goes down, or for whatever reason we need to run to the laundromat, and uh, yeah, that's always <sighs> a good uh, introspective time at the laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> as as everything's just rolling around and around, I just look inward. It's beautiful. It's very zen. <laughs> That's
3: good. That's good was stuff. That, that, was that the highlight of your week, Amy, was the laundromat? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it is. It's, it is kind of zen. It was nice. I, I took a book to read, and I got some book time in. So I really, I want to complain about it, but, you know, really I can't. And actually, the other la- second laundromat I found, there was actually uh, video games, and, like, Damn. there was a dinosaur you could ride, and it was kind of fun. Wow. Um, so I really can't complain too much.
3: Are you gonna go back yeah. to ride the dinosaur again? Is that fun? Jurassic <laughs> um, you know <laughs> Sock. I'll yes. talk
1: to you about that after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> That's something maybe I don't want to talk about. <laughs> on the
3: podcast. You
0: know, for we me, you think <laughs> less
1: of me if I say yes.
0: I mean, <laughs> I could say I'm I'm getting all zen at the at the laundromat, but if you just bring your iPad or like your iPhone or anything, like it can be two hours. I'm good. I'm good. That's just downtime. Oh. Nobody's bothering me or anything. I mean, not that anybody in my life bothers me, but. As an introvert, I I really enjoy that that downtime personally. It's good stuff. Anything else with you, Amy?
1: You know, I, I want to bring up something, and I'm going to be real brief about this because I think it's something that everybody knows, but, um, and, and everybody agrees on. But you know, we were talking today. We we had a little uh, snafu, a communication issue in our office where a few emails to our, uh, to our clients were not being answered. Quickly. Mm. Uh, and when I say quickly, we ask that they be uh, answered within the shift. And sure. these had gone a few days. Um, days. And it brought up a very, yeah, it was, to me, that's a pretty big faux pas. That's a pretty yeah. big issue. And Definitely. But it brings up that thing, and it's something that I reminded our, our employees of. In a small business everyone counts everything you know you can go somewhere and like a uh, retail or something get paid your ten twelve dollars an hour or whatever and you know you screw up here and there and it's okay at the end of the day it's a big company. Nobody really cares. In a small company like this, our employees have an opportunity to make a really big impact, not only on our bottom line, but in our clients' lives. And so those little basic things really are big things. They're part of that communication chain. They're part of the the client's experience that really matters. And so as much as I was irritated, it did give us an opportunity to Go back and remind everybody how important their job is, even these little things, and, and how much they are a part of our clients' experience, and how much cool. they can make a big difference to the bottom line of our business, but also, to, at the end of the day, for our clients. So
0: Especially with these small Based, businesses. Like, so
1: true. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Big
1: things mean a lot. Little things mean a lot.
0: Right. Yeah, little little things mean big things. Something like that. Yeah. We'll get a nice phrase out of this at some point. By the end of the show, we'll have this worked out. Awesome. Um, So I I brought Brian on because he he, um, helped us with our computers, and I just wanted to – I kind of tuned out. He was telling us all the stuff that he did today at our employee meeting, and I I tuned out because he got technical. But, Brian, just so like other people can know the kind of things that you can do to help tighten up stuff in their float centers, can you share what you did for the float shop uh, this week? Yeah, do you
2: want to describe how we got to this spot in the first place?
0: Uh, if you're talking about me dropping the ball on something, no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> yes, I'm, yes.
2: I'm, <laughs> yes, please.
0: I, don't, I actually don't know. What, what is it? Well, Brian? Y-
2: your main computer went down, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our hard drives went out, and like usually I feel confident, like I can I can figure this out, or I can like like Lance said, I can go online and YouTube it or something, just figure this out, and just I immediately was hit with just a, a wall, and I had no idea what to do. So uh, we call, we called Brian, obviously.
2: Yeah, and we, the hard drive's gone. So, if you if you're not backing up the computer oh, no. at your float center, please oh, do that no. right now. <laughs> um, luckily for us, I mean, mm-hmm. most of our most of our stuff's in the cloud in body right. and Dropbox and all this right. stuff. So, um, as far as as far as what was lost, Whoa. I don't think it was that bad. Um, but that's not a reason to not back up your computer, never trust the cloud. You never mm. know. You never know when uh, if it's going to be cloudy or a sunny days. So ah, uh, never oh, never no. trust the cloud. Um
1: are other s- ways that you would suggest to flip Centers Brian or or services that you would suggest?
2: Yeah, so I like to take um I like to take a two-tiered approach to backup. One is you should always have a local backup so if shit hits the fan and you need to take that backup and plug it into another computer you can get back up and running you know within the mm-hmm. hour um, and then for longer term solution in case of fire or theft or something at your float center it's important to have an offline backup as well um, I pre- I prefer backblaze as an online backup um, I've used it before for years and I'm, I'm a huge fan of it so uh, we got Dylan's uh, Dylan ordered some some used computers off Craigslist. <laughs> Max, yeah. Max, uh, some iMacs. So, we set those up, wiped them clean, and uh, because because as a float center, you are dealing with client information. Um, we wanted to make sure that there are some safety mechanisms in place. So, the hard drives are encrypted now. Um, you know, Dropbox has two-factor authentication turned on. Um, if you don't have Two-factor authentication turned on for all of the internet services you use. I would highly, highly, highly recommend you do it. Um, hmm. It's not as it's not as much of a hassle as people make it out to be, hmm. and it improves the security of those accounts like tenfold. Hmm. Uh, because if I need a code that's texted to your phone in order to hack your account, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are the, some of the things we did today. Uh, the, the password thing was together. was good too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um if you are a business owner, you probably have a we bunch are. of passwords. <laughs> you are fantastic. <laughs> um so, Dylan, obviously you've got a bunch of passwords that uh, maybe are, are things that you just need for that you don't want to share with your employees, like bank account login and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um but other things you do, Facebook login, Mindbody login, um you know, these are things that you want people, you want your employees to be able to access without having to text you every time. Um, and you want to make sure that if you update that password at home, that your employees know that the password's been updated and have the most recent one. Otherwise you play this dance of resetting passwords for right. an hour oh my until God. someone can get in.
0: Oh let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> actually that, that's so funny because that actually happened right before you showed up was our Spotify login we couldn't log into our Spotify and it was hooked to our Facebook but then since we got rid of our old computer it wouldn't log us in uh without us logging in from that old computer didn't recognize it so we were just we were just out of luck so yeah this this would have saved us a lot uh a lot of issues if it was just all hooked up to one password
2: yeah so we ended up using one password um if you're not familiar with it it's a it's a password manager where the idea is pretty simple it's It allows you to create and generate and store really long and complex passwords, and that's all stored and encrypted in a single password vault. All you need to remember is the one password that unlocks that vault, then all the complicated passwords are in there. Um, So we set one up that is now syncing between the computer at the float shop and also syncing uh, with Dylan and Sandra's machines so that if someone makes an update or adds a note, um, that's showing up in... On everyone's devices, and everyone can stay in the loop. So, um, hopefully, that should prevent the password reset dance in the future. Right. Hey,
0: Brian. Here's here's one we didn't talk about before the show. But uh, hey, if somebody wants your help with that, can they just message us through the Auto the Float Consulting thing and just get in a conversation with you over email um, to see yeah. if it's worth their time to have you set that stuff up? Because as interested as I am in it, I just kind of, I just, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But sure. it makes my life so much easier that I love it. And that would be worth a couple dollars of of mine to make sure that that works. Of course, obviously, I just, I'm able to give you free floats. So <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. <laughs> right. That's what I've been working for this whole time. <laughs> for for
2: uh, those right. who don't know the backstory, Dylan and I met um, at the float shop. Yeah. And I've been doing small business consulting, technology consulting with them for almost since you guys opened.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Ran in in your in your five finger toes, and that was that was all yep. I needed to know about you to say <laughs> you got to join us. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: how are you backing up your hard drive now?
2: Um, right now, we are using just Time Machine to do an, an encrypted Time Machine backup to an external drive. Um, that's pretty good, honestly, good enough. Ideally, we'd have a backup running using something like. Um, Super Duper or Carbonite, um, which are our Mac based apps, those will create a bootable backup. So if your computer dies, I could plug that hard drive into the MacBook Air next to me and boot from that drive and be in my computer. Wow, that's cool. In seconds. I didn't even tune um, out
0: while you were saying that. That was that, was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, bootable backup is a uh, best scenario time time machine is nice because it's got the um the different versioning history so if you right. delete something you can go back um, in time yeah, and restore
3: it. We've been using a time capsule. Right when we bought our computer we purchased okay. a time capsule at the same time. So I think it's every 24 hours it automatically does a, a backup. I don't know if that's a bootable backup like you were speaking about but um it is something that I didn't want to lose that's for sure. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. important to keep a hold of that stuff so um yeah, if you do have questions, feel free to reach out to us through on the website through consulting, and I'd be happy to happy to help you folks out. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, man.
0: Um, let's see. Here. I, there are a few things I wanted to share before we bring our guest on here, which is one, uh, today after our employee meeting, I got to take apart a mag drive pump, which I've never done before. Those things are beautiful inside with the impeller and everything. Um, un- unfortunately, I didn't find any hair or anything, so the noise is is a different issue, uh, which I'll be going back after the show to check that out. But um, uh, just what a what a beautiful pump, and I'll, you know what, I'll take some pictures to uh, post on on the site as well, just because the. Uh, I think people might be curious what, what the inside of those things look like. And it's it's impressive and not what I anticipated uh, and and very different than than the regular pumps. But the other thing, which you've probably heard me talking about, there are probably two things that I've been talking about since this show started. One is updating our website and the other is a single membership plan. And we did actually launch our, our new website a few months ago over the holidays because our other website got hacked and we got a virus, so that was fun. Uh, but uh, the other thing is we are... On the verge, I swear, we're almost gonna launch our one one membership thing. And and the, the the thing I wanted to share about it was just that we were just going back and forth for so long. Like, what if somebody wants a massage membership member, membership? We don't want to have just a hundred different memberships to meet everybody's needs. But at the same time, you know, uh, we wanted to appeal to the person who wants to to join us for massage. And I'm, I'm sure I've talked about that on the show. And um, we finally came out with a price point that was gonna match so you know it doesn't break our bank if they choose float or massage, it's the same price. And behind the scenes, we're able to toggle it, it doesn't affect them in any way, everything's nice and simple. And then I was uh, driving down the freeway, Sandra's in the backseat with the baby, and she just said, we're the float shop. We have four float tanks, we have two massage rooms, potentially three massage rooms, our bread and butter, she doesn't use that expression, I do, our bread and butter is float tanks. That is where we get a far drastic, <laughs> the amount of money we make from a float versus uh, paying out an LMT is is drastic. The, our bread and butter is absolutely float tanks. Why would we put equal attention to that when we don't get the same return and it's only going to confuse people coming out of their floats or the massages to make a choice in the first place? So all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, no crap. Obviously, it was just like, it just felt like dumb. Like it was just a dumb idea in the past. How could we be so dumb uh, is what it felt like. It just sounded obvious to us. Now to our to our listeners, that might not sound obvious. To them, it could definitely be worth Uh, having split to, you know, if if the sauna is your thing, that's great. If massage is your thing, that's great. If floats are your thing, that's great. But to us, it just made so much sense. We said, scrap the massage option. We're going to promote one membership. It's your float. You pay a price for that. And then, and you get a float out of it. And then everything else is super discounted. You're, you're kind of in to everything that we offer at the float, uh, at the float shop. And so that's that's what we're doing. We're we're photographing our customers and getting things ready to launch a little promotion about it. And. Um and then we'll have a secret menu that actually does have the massage option so if anybody ever brings it up or we find that people are coming in regularly for massage we will actually have that option for them it might be more expensive it might not be we haven't decided on that but as far as what we push out to people we're going to keep it simple because we see those eyes glaze over at our different menu or our different membership options when they come downstairs and just the, the chances are that you know, the, the connectors just don't go as well when, when they, when they get that brain confusion looking at our options. So I just wanted to share that. I, it was quite the epiphany for us and it'll be fun. We have a lot of float centers in Portland now. and so Float has opened up by the way, which is really exciting. And they, um, as far as I'm aware, we're the only float, float shop, the only float, uh, center that will have a single membership as opposed to the tiered one, two, four, eight float a month membership. So we'll, uh, we might, it might be a terrible idea, and it'll fail terribly, but at least we'll be the first to experience that. We'll see. No, I, th- I think it'll be awesome. Ah. All right, so our guest is Shane Stott. Before I bring him on, I want to give a shout-out to Helm which since its inception, uh, it's not just Float Okay, it's still called Float Helm, but it's not just about float tanks anymore. It's also for uh, practitioner-based services. It's also for saunas, so massage, acupuncture, all of that. Uh, It's it's designed from the ground up for float centers, but they've bridged out to the other things that float centers are using as well. So it's used by over 90 float centers across the US. They have a 100% retention rate, which is ridiculous for any software. And, uh, the really cool thing for somebody who's already using a different software is that if you're concerned about the data transfer over, they have a a streamlined import system from MindBody, Spa Booker, others that not only transfers all of that information seamlessly, but it can actually make it, that information cleaner and more useful. If anybody's used MindBody like I have, it, it's quite cumbersome to use and, and look at your, your data and your stats. So uh, transferring it to Helm can actually improve your ability to read your own numbers, which is kind of an interesting thing. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to check that out. Shane Stott, welcome to Art of the Float. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, there's a lot we want to talk about today, but um, let's see here. What brings you onto the show tonight? Holy moly. <laughs> What's going so, on with you,
3: Shane?
4: <laughs> <laughs> kind of got that Kickstarter thing going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's going well. I mean, we're trying to launch the documentary and mm-hmm. I think we crossed 60% funded today and That's It's just crazy. Awesome. I'm just trying to put the word out and see if I can get people behind me and see if this can become a reality. So what's your
3: Kickstarter for, for those that don't know? Yeah,
4: (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I want to do a documentary on floating, uh, but the Mm -hmm. the key difference is I want to go deep, deep into the people and the stories, and it's going to go to Netflix or Amazon, so help me God, I will die trying. So um, that's kind of the the key difference is it's got to go mainstream, and it's going to take a little bit of cabbage, uh, but I think uh, if if people get behind it, it's going to be worth it because – I will deliver. So that's, I, I mean, that's one of the big things. What, Not that what, someone hasn't delivered. But
0: go ahead. Uh, what, what had made you want to start this documentary in the first place?
4: Honestly, so so I wrote the book, captured a lot of stories, and then, you know, we, we do the float the, tents at Zen. Good. So we have stories all around us, people having big breakthroughs. Your book is
0: The Float Tank Cure. I just want to point that out.
4: Yeah, yeah. The book's The Float Tank Cure. <laughs> uh, we sent that around to Center's. I've got floaters all around me with these great stories, and they need to be out. And I just, honestly, I'm just going to tell you the real reason. We watch Amazon and Netflix almost <laughs> on a nightly basis. We just watch a show or something. Yeah. And there are documentaries on hot sauce and like <laughs> cats, <laughs> and why isn't there a float documentary? Right. So I just got frustrated enough where I eventually was like, I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring and see if people will get behind me. Nice. And here we are. And I'm kind of nervous about the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah, as you should What's be, right? What's got you nervous? Yeah, the yeah. documentary or the Kickstarter? Which is got you Cut nervous? out. Yeah. <laughs> Total dead space. Um, Kickstarters are really nerve-wracking because, I mean, until you fund, you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. And they never go like you planned, <laughs> by the way. Um, so it's just like the message is out, the, the driving factors and the I'm trying to bring as much value as I possibly can, but yeah. Kickstarters are totally nerve-wracking, and I've lost sleep over it, so here we are. I believe you. I, I believe you, man. Mm-hmm. That
0: It sounds absolutely
4: nerve-wracking, That the idea that you might
0: not reach that goal. I don't know how you get any yeah. any sleep at all, to be honest. It's,
4: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: it's just all or nothing, and yeah, here we are. Uh, when, what was the launch date for your
4: Kickstarter? We launched, it must have been around the, the like, 17th or so, because it ends on March 18th, and it's a 30-day. Okay.
0: It's a 30-day, which so I think maybe, is the most successful it, amount of time for a Kickstarter, the 30-day. Uh, do you know about that? There are certain you can, no. you can have different <laughs> amounts of time, and I believe the 30-day is, is the most... Consistently successful, and we should. Uh, if Brian wants to join us back on the show, he should. Uh, so, so Brian has actually worked on Kickstarters before and helped um, design the videos oh, and all cool. that stuff. So he might be able to include or bring some information here as well. Um, and one of the things I'm curious about is, and Brian, maybe you can answer this, um, which is, uh, I, I know there's an ebb and flow to how much money these things raise, uh, like right out of the gate, and then I believe they oftentimes have a big surge right up to the to the deadline. Um, Shane, is at sixty percent now? How how's he looking? Does that seem like about right for you? Maybe we can give Shane some information.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It really it really depends. Like some projects can come out the gate really strong uh-huh. and then not continue to push their project, and it'll falter oh. and they'll never make their deadline. Okay. Um, some people are kind of slow out of the gate, or they'll have a kind of initial burst, slow, and then either enough time passes and some attention comes their way or they figure mm-hmm. out a new scheme to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see a massive, like, half of it gets finished in the last, like, two, three weeks. Okay, um, So it really depends. Yeah, it really depends on there's so many different types of projects that sure, if, sure. if I'm helping someone with their Kickstarter project, it'll really depend on what, what genre they're in. Okay, How are you feeling at this point in the game? so like
4: uh day one i mean we we called every single center um we we did all the pre-work like this like really just letting people know gathering the crowd um a lot of stuff that i've just felt like always works and then huge day one uh pretty good ramp up and then like we hit into the weekend and it went totally flat and then monday ramped up and then like totally flat and Mm. so we are it's just nerve wracking, and right, right, like you think you get you think you get the message right, but we have 80 something backers, you know, and we're it's really geared towards the centers mm-hmm. because we're we're gonna divert all the traffic at the yeah. end to you know find a place to float. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it's just a roller coaster, and I didn't think it would be. I was like <laughs> I was like we'll get this. We've done the pre work. <laughs> it's gonna go fine, and it's it's still stressful. So, something. Have you, oh, sorry, Brian.
2: Have you done any um? PR work trying to get some like some stories written about the project either I mean I know there's tons mm. of like forums or kind of conscious living websites um that would be good spaces for you to promote promote that stuff
4: interesting subject so we actually reached out <laughs> to a lot of like press we had um went back when we did the float tent we had some big press but the it was an, an entirely different story you know it was like a big thing in float technology right uh, whereas this is a documentary and it's hard for people to get on board. In fact, we've had people just say, not interested, you know, take a hike. Um, so yeah. kind of going grassroots, just trying to hit up, hit up people that already know about floating. That's right. kind of where we're going yeah, now. It seems like all, I think all of your incentives are based around the float center. I don't know if, if that's necessarily true, but it seems definitely geared towards the float center. No, that is, that is definitely what we did. In fact, when we looked at like donation sizes, it was like, how would you raise that kind of money without, you know, big backing? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we just, we, we went right towards the centers and we're like, if, it, if we don't make it, we don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. everything, you're right. Everything's geared towards centers. But, and that's another thing that brings about a lot of stress is, okay, you fund, they got behind you. Can you deliver on the film and the traffic? And it seems like, it seems like we should. Um, and it would kill me if we didn't, but it's nerve wracking. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I believe you.
0: I totally believe that. Uh, yeah. So if, you you have some new incentives that you launched for for the float centers. I'm curious, um, and you're more than welcome to talk about
4: what those are, but also how that came about. Was it, well, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we want this to be really, really, really unbiased, third party. Uh, so we didn't want to have it like, hey, like a, a, fro- a float promotional. Like, you know, it's just a bunch of businesses trying to sell stuff. huh. So initially, we didn't have anything at filming at anyone's centers because we thought it would happen organically. Uh, we thought that would make it a much more credible film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people, a ton of people were like, we want you to film in our center. That's oh, what right. we're interested in. You know? mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the big thing. So we came up with a thing filming at your center. We're going to have, I, I would imagine, um, we'll probably take you know, 30 to 50 people that already exist um, for candidates for the film that already have had breakthroughs. And then we're going to find another thirty to fifty that we are going to find with things that can be healed or anxiety, PTSD, fibromyalgia, you name it. And then we're going to have them. We're going to pay for them to float thirty times at centers. Mm-hmm. So we came up with this thing where we're like, we'll film at your center. Um, we're going to have a candidate in your area that floats, um, and then we'll do the interview at your place. You'll invite us in, um, we, and we want that to feel very unbiased. Um, but if we don't film at your center, we'll give you the money back. Because there's a chance that we won't have someone in your area, so it just might not work out the way we planned. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> so we we wanted to keep the confidence there. Where if we don't come through, we'll give you it back. So nice. Yeah, and that that's been a hit. I think uh, four sold out right away, and then another few went. And cool. That was that was really good. But a, a lot of Kickstarter is um, you know adjusting rewards to what fits. Right. Right. Um, and 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 on the fly. And it, what's another interesting thing is like your you're selling these, you know, rewards. Um, but if you have too many, they're not very enticing. Mm. So you kind of reduce the quantity, even though you need the amount to fund. And it's like <laughs> right. playing this weird game wow. of like limiting, but enough to fund, but limiting, but enough to
0: fund. And, and you, you also said like um, it's on the fly and it is 30 days. It's almost like you're running a business that needs to pay rent at the end of 30 days. Like you're doing these micro adjustments after offering something new. Do you send that email? Do you click send now? Or do you wait till next Monday? Like, how many, you know, do we fill the inbox? Do we post in Float facility, uh, float Collective?
4: Like, just, I, I, my goodness. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Even just today, just, it is a lot. And just today we had, like, uh, we were going to do the, the 300 spot was for just the standard directory listing, mm-hmm. and those the, the standard listings aren't hopping in. People like the premiums, the film at your center, mm-hmm. so we're like, do we, reduce that, do we reduce that standard spot price? And then we go, wait, but early birds hopped in knowing they were saving you right, know, $100. Right. So then all of a sudden, you're like, you're not saving $100 because we're getting closer to that initial price. So we don't want to offend mm-hmm. people, but we, well, we want more standard listings. So <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I'm, like, super stressed, way more than I thought I would be. Are you feeling confident, though? I know you're feeling uh, stressed, but do you feel like you're going to make it? Yeah, when I look at the graph, it's like, dude, everything that ever needed to look like it was going to fund looks like it's there. Ha-ha, like, cool. and we have seven, 17 days to go. We're trucking mm-hmm. along at the mid-60% funded. But, yeah, I I, and I don't know if I'll feel okay until I cross the funded <laughs> line. <laughs>
0: I hope you have a good place to float, Shane. I hope so, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Actually,
4: so we're floating in the office, and then we, I floated a, out at Crystal Waters, a buddy of mine. Oh, cool. So
0: Nice.
4: Yeah. Amy, did you have a question for Shane?
1: You know, um, I think it's fantastic. We're getting a documentary, and it would be even more fantastic. Of course, like like you mentioned, if it went mainstream, we got on Amazon or Netflix or something like that. Um, what do you feel are some of the obstacles that are to making floating more mainstream?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, You know, first I think is getting on a mainstream, you know, streaming network. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is we were going to guarantee Netflix out of the gate, but you can't guarantee Netflix. They will, you know, they can deny you. And what's interesting is they might say, yeah, we'll give you $600 for your documentary for a year unlimited play. So we know that going in. Uh, So to answer the question, I think, I think we need to get it on a major streaming network. Everyone uses those, mm-hmm. I feel like, or the majority uses mm-hmm. the major streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as sad as it is, and as much as it might be a sellout to some people, I think when mainstream people start floating, like, you know, the athletes, the, the curries, the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, the reality is people accept celebrities as, like, uh, credibility indicators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, I think the sad reality is that The the mainstream people when they start floating, the mainstream sees it and then they start floating. It's just this weird thing we do as humans. Sure. Mm. So if that if that answered the question at all.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Can I bring it back to the documentary itself?
4: Um, Yeah. What what kind of a team have you assembled for this doc? So the I've got the director. His name is Bridger Dopp. He's done uh, pretty much all the film I've ever done. He is the guy behind the camera Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Um, and then we're just me and him. We're going to source all the film candidates who have already had breakthroughs and then we're going to find potential breakthroughs um, and we're going to, we're going to sort those into buckets like, you know, anxiety, panic, PTSD, fibromyalgia, athletics, spiritual exploration, celebrity. And we're going to find, we're just going to grab all those and kind of filter them down into the best and then provide them with floating for the next six months. Okay. And then not we're not going to just share the breakthroughs. We're going to share the ones that didn't go so right too. Because we want oh, people to watch this and go, I believe you. Right, like right. Got it. Yeah. The, the number yeah. one goal. Good yeah. point. Uh, so one of the questions I wanted to ask was
0: how this would be different than the, the main documentary I think of on floating, which is uh, Float Nation. And how this would di- differentiate itself and uh, set itself apart. So what would your answer be to that? And it sounds like you're. I've already heard some of why, but what would you say? Like
4: why did you say? A little bit. I think, yeah, I think, and this, I think the main thing would be it's going to be really light science, really light history. I don't even know if we'll mention it, and it's going to be deep into personal Mm -hmm. stories, and we we want to capture these breakthroughs on a level where people are crying during the film. Like that's our main goal is we want to touch people deeply with these stories, so that they're like, oh my god, I could have a breakthrough and I'm going to go float. Mm -hmm. So deep people, uh, and less on science history and that sort of thing. Got it. Uh, but Flo- float nation was cool. And you want to know the worst part about all this is I didn't I even talk to Carl before launching this. Oh. And so <laughs> someone's like, why didn't you call Carl? And I'm like, Oh my God, I thought this was kind of different, but a lot of people are like, you're doing the same thing and it's really offensive. So whatever. I don't know. I just feel bad. <laughs> I've re- I reached I- out since and I haven't got a hold of him.
0: Oh no. Okay. Uh, I will, I, I love Carl. I'll, I'll get in contact with him and make sure he gets in contact with you. Uh, I'll make sure that When Float Nation shot, he
4: stayed, he was out of my place, so.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We will bridge. Well, we'll, we'll make sure there's the, the, float love continues here. And, and based off this interview here, I do see the differences and maybe that's great for potential backers and people who under to understand the difference between, uh, what Float Nation was and, and what this is going to be so that um, there are there are two different approaches, two different perspectives, and two different voices behind um, driving it. So I, I think that's very important. So cool. Thanks for your earnestness and thanks for sharing that. I think that's important. Yeah, sometimes I'm too honest, but well, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. I think it, it works out nicely. <laughs> um, oh, before we continue, I want to give... Um, a little shout out to Floataway, who's been with us since the beginning, of course. Uh, Floataway is another float tank manufacturer that makes very, very fancy, high-end float tanks. And um, also w- within this ad, I'd like to give a shout out to Enzo Float that uh, is finally open. <laughs> yeah, I think they were supposed to be open. I want to say December, maybe it was January, but but of course, it's a float center. It doesn't open when you thought it was going to. And yeah. so um, <laughs> we got we got a full tour, and oh my God. This place is incredible. He has thought of ever... I mean, he—he's Charlie's really done his research for his float center and um, he has float away float tanks in his uh, in his uh, rooms. And oh my God, they are beautiful. I've, I've said before that my best floats have been in those float arounds and he does have float arounds. He also has float cabins in, cabins in there and I can't wait to, to jump in there and, and experience those as well. And then I'll get to tell you guys all about it as well, but they're beautiful. So... Um, very excited is, is that a starting yeah please as is that a circle stand-up room the rounds are circular and they can have lids or they can be fully open like in at Liber, at the Laurie Institute for brain research they have one that doesn't have a lid and one that does um, all of his I, oh gosh um, I might be confusing things now that I just talked about Liber. I believe all of his have lids Um He has a uh, float cabin, so it's like that kind of almost very large rectangular one that is open. But I don't think he has a float around that's open. Um, And and again, they are are gorgeous float tanks. So if you're interested in that high end, like absolutely blow away your customer and give the the best, most spacious float experience possible, um, that uh, is what you would want to do. So floataway.com is where you want to go to check out those style of float tanks. I've never floated around one. i got to try that out. Yep. You sure do. It, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The next float tent is going to be circular.
4: <laughs> if if you know, try but... it, if you try it, you'll be like,
0: Oh, I get it. I get it. No, different floats for different That'd folks cool. for sure. Amy, you had another question for Shane that I thought was really interesting. Um, and actually I think Shane, you had mentioned this during our first interview about another book that you're working on, but I'll, I'll let Amy ask yeah. the question.
1: So, Shane, I, I was checking out your website, and I noticed mm-hmm. that you have a new book coming out on stoicism and uh, meditations. And as someone who's found stoic principles helpful as an entrepreneur, uh, I'd, be under, I'd be interested in, number one, you might want to explain what, the uh, what, what stoicism is to our audience. But also, obviously, you have a big interest in this, and I'd like to know how applying these principle, principles have helped you uh, on a personal and also on a business
4: level. Oh wow, that is a deep, crazy curveball. But I'm glad you asked it because. <laughs> nice, Amy. So, I Meditations is by Marcus Aurelius, mm-hmm. uh, Roman emperor. But when I, I remember when I first listened to, because I listen to my books, uh, mm-hmm. Meditations, I remember feeling like finally someone who didn't believe in like God or this deep religion or these nice little stories that fit perfectly over a life. I remember feeling like, oh my God, finally someone got a lifetime of wisdom and put it in human form. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's so about living like um, nature and everything isn't necessarily good or bad, but na- let nature be what it is and let people be what they are and don't expect more or less. And I, oh my God, it, I, I remember just feeling like someone finally captured what I felt but couldn't <laughs> explain. So anyway... Uh yeah. I wanted to make meditations simple because it reads like the Bible. Have you guys looked at meditations by Marcus at all? I have not. Yes. I Everybody have indeed. So it reads like this. It'll be like thouing ought not ever fight thy nature under own <laughs> woods. And I remember being like, people more people would connect with this if it was really simple. So mm. for my own little project, um I just started making it meditations made simple. And I started just line by line and it took like a year of just, uh, translating really. Um, and I went over this book in fine detail over and over and over and over. And it was just the coolest experience. And have you ever heard someone say, instead of reading 20 books, one time, read one book, 20 times. Hmm. Hmm. It was totally that effect with this book. And it was just, it was cool. And so now I've, what ended up happening is I, I got it all condensed. It's all simple. It's all fifth grade level, so like my reading level. And now <laughs> it just needs – I want to illustrate some of my favorite quotes so that when people see the quotes, it just has more impact. Mm-hmm. And this book has taken like two years, and wow. I, can't, I can't believe it's not finished. But it, the, the, I finally found the right artist, and it's going oh, cool. to be awesome. But if there's one thing about books – I don't know if you guys know this, but – there's no business in books like it's mm. there's you do it because you love doing it.
1: Labor of love. Have you ever sure. heard that?
4: Well, it is. Yeah, like, get people the, uh, think get the hookups with like, Netflix so that they make a TV show out of, out of it. That's
0: that's <laughs> where the money is. <laughs>
1: <There you go>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, make a TV show. <laughs> uh, uh, right.
0: Uh, if we were to if we were to jump back to the um, back to the Kickstarter. Actually, first of all, would you give out the address? Where should somebody find this? Yeah. And we'll tweet,
4: tweet the link
2: yeah, out, I just, too, and I just, post
4: it. But. I just forward a domain, um, floatingdocumentary.com, and that'll Perfect. jump you over to the Kickstarter.
0: Floatingdocumentary.com. Awesome. Thank you.
4: And is there anything else that you want to tell people about the Kickstarter?
0: Or I mean, these are people who, who are starting and running Flow Centers. Is there any way that you want to tell them about some of the levels that they might be interested in as well?
4: Yeah, honestly, um, the directory... we. You'd have to charge membership when it finally comes around. But the reason there's so much value in jumping in now is because it's for a lifetime. So you are in the directory forever. And when someone's all hyped up and they want to go float at the end of this thing, they're going to go on the directory, look at the map, throw in their zip code, and it's forever. That's the most value I could possibly find to offer. Mm -hmm. So now's the time. So, yeah, that's, that's about the best way I could put it. Perfect. Thank you. Um, yeah, and everything seems to be sailing, so it looks like it's it's looks like it's going to happen. Um, we'll see. It, it's fun to be part of the ride because I I, I
0: signed up too. By the way, before the another <laughs> one of the newer you, options the came out. So by the way, so if somebody did, um, if somebody, I'm asking for a friend, but if if this someone <laughs> s- subscribed to one, can I sign up for another and then kind of, I don't know, kind of get that other one taken off as as a new option came up that uh, might be more expensive
4: for sure um kickstarter lets you upgrade and so far the upgrades we've created include like premium listings so okay cool nice upgrades very popular yeah
0: I want to uh, shift gears here a little bit to something that happened in uh, Float Collective, um, formerly Float Facilitators, where uh, we saw a, a news article about a business running um, co- a commercial Float Center running Zen Float tents, and I know that you, so you manufacture yeah. Zen Float tents, and they're awesome for somebody in their in their home, in their apartment, in their condo, whatever. And I'm curious, and I and you did say something in Float Collective at that time, and I'm just curious what your official stance. And then just also, if you wanted to share any more about that, and if you're seeing that happening frequently, can they actually hold up? I mean, like, even unofficially, do you think they can? And I just, I'd just like to hear your thoughts on that.
4: Yeah, this, this has been a really big issue for us. In fact, I feel like we talked about it Is once a right? month. Um, but, if the, I mean, officially, it's not designed for commercial use. It's designed for home use. If you put a float tent in a commercial center, it avoids all the warranties um we can't back mm. it up that's not what it's for at all mm-hmm. um and now the other side of this coin how we, we've had people be like well stop stop them don't let them and it's like uh-huh. we we uh, we can't step in like it's we can't let we can't be the police of floating right so right. we sell them and it avoids the warranty and we say don't do it cuz it's not designed for it um they have to i'm they better upgrade the filtration first off. Um, right. We cycle water in like four to six hours, whereas a commercial mm. tank cycles the water, what 15 20 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's quick. So, that's we took the official stance, everyone knows it, um, but we're also not going to police it. We have to let it right. do its thing, right? But I mean, it's 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 it, it sucks because I, I know that these centers open up and they spend a lot of money to get commercial stuff, and then a float tent center op- opens mm. up, and then it's like, well, what if they don't get the right experience, too, because it's a home tank? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's sensory deprivation. We've, we got that part of it, but it's just not a commercial unit, no matter what right. way you slice it. Right. Cool. Thank you for sharing. How do you guys, do you, yeah, do you guys feel about it, honestly, as a center? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll,
0: I'll answer first, which is... Um, so, yeah, my first instinct was gosh, I sorry, Shane, I, I kind of align with you almost like exactly. I, I don't think it's your job to police somebody after they after you buy a hammer, I don't know, like you, you can't sue Ace hardware for if they're using it to shatter windows instead of hammer nails. like that's it's designed for what it's designed for. I think I mean, obviously I'm kind of I'm inside the industry, but it's always been very clear to me that those uh, tents are for personal use. and I assume that's really clear from your marketing and everything that it's it's for home use. Um, so if somebody yeah. is uh, willing to consciously void the warranty, that that means they really know they are cutting a corner there. Um, so, yeah, I I think you've done your part. As That's my personal stance. And I don't think personally that float centers should be using float tents in their float centers. I, I think it, <laughs> it just doesn't come across well. I, I get it. I get wanting to like go, here's the foot in the door. But um, to like, okay, so let's see, do people really want to do this? We can use this to start fundraising. But that, I think, is uh, the kind of thing that like um, Lance was floating people out of his basement. Like that's where you do it out of your home and you kind of go, hey, I get my friends in here and I start kind of doing that beta testing unofficially. And then I make the investment to a commercial center with a commercial filtration system in it.
3: Just one thing I know, like people are rough. With things like oh, in our right. center, you hear some people like <laughs> slamming doors and like <laughs> things falling off the walls, you're like, Whoa, what's going on back yeah. there? Um <laughs> Uh, like having a a tent in your house I think would be great because it's your personal thing. You're going to take care of it. You understand how it works. Some of these people might not have the respect that um, you may have with your things. I know we've seen some flaws on on our heavy fiberglass tank just from people not respecting it.
0: That's a good point, the wear and tear factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: What makes it worse is these people are really nice and really cool and they're always (laughs) like, like you're saying, they're like, it's just to get a start. We're just, just, how we're starting, you know, we're just, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it avoids warranty, you know, uh, the filtration is not going to handle it. So you got to figure that out. And then it's like, but they're cool. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And the other issue that comes up for me, or at least in my mind is I know a lot of, uh, well, probably all insurance companies, if you are using, uh, products improperly right. or you're using them in a way that they're not, not meant to be used mm-hmm. for example you're using things in a commercial setting that are not meant for a commercial setting if something happens insurance companies usually will not mm-hmm. will not cover that and that to me as a business owner would be a big red flag a a big issue something that would stop yeah right. it's a big risk real big
4: yeah, and I mean there's there's very afford there's very affordable tanks. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, right. I just I think of like a skate pod. What's what's entry level on a skate pod? Is it nine? I think it might um, be lower it's, than it's, that. It it. But let's it, just go ahead and say nine. <laughs> but yeah. No, no, <laughs> you might be right. But I, I feel like it's very achievable. Yeah, I and, and totally not to agree. mention the used market, and you can mm-hmm. get your foot in the door, start out of your basement. I get that. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a tricky one. Yeah, I agree. S-
0: Samadhi Escape Pod, like there, there's there's low pricing that can get you in the gate with a high quality. Something that's going to stand up to, as Lance said, like the, the wear and tear, the hardcore wear and tear. Um, but yeah. the, did are
4: you wearing an Escape Pod shirt, by the way?
0: That's so funny. Yeah, a little yeah. free <laughs>
2: promotion
4: there. Somebody take a
0: picture of that. Uh, <laughs> do you float, bro? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I, I wear float. We, we have to do a, a nice uh, a float conference Um T-shirt swap. We, we talked about it last time, but we didn't actually organize it very well. We've got to do that better this year. I, I got so many shirts out of that, but I didn't get to give away a whole lot of them. So Me too. I got, I got some dues to pay on that one. Um, we rock a skate pod all the time.
4: And <laughs> that's Kieran's awesome. Badass, so there you go. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> He's He is a yeah. badass because you can text him at any time of the day or night and he'll answer your float tank questions.
4: It's
2: insane.
0: <laughs> drive across the
3: country to help <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, right? He's the Terminator
0: <laughs> of float
4: tanks. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I feel
4: like he's the Harley of the motorcycle.
3: Yeah,
0: nice. Um, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, but the other the other upside to running a commercial center is for your big fans who are really into it. They'll ask you, like, how much does a float tank cost? And normally I'm like, you know, about the price of a car, like about how much that fluctuates and how expensive you can pay for a car. Those options exist. But now that the Zen Float Tent exists, if they want one in their house, that I can say Act- and and for you, uh, like in a non-commercial setting, you can actually get one affordably too, which is really cool to be able to say that. Um, and if anybody's oh, worried cool. about losing a customer, you come across way better uh, actually giving people information rather than withholding.
3: <laughs> and then you'd be their salt hookup. There you
0: go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got to mark that up higher. We practically give that stuff away. Help uh, them with their water. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. actually, float tank services. That's, there you that's go. a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about your Kickstarter. I can't wait to see how it goes. I am confident that it's going to get funded. If if that helps at all, it probably doesn't. Yeah, it but does. <laughs> you can time time I sleep hear tonight helps
4: from someone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> good. Now, do you think? The bit, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is: Will you make the stretch goal and come to Canada? <laughs>
4: yeah, right. Holy Actually. shit, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, if we can cross seventy, I think there's good odds we might get to eighty. So, and awesome.
0: and the first stop is Red Deer, right? That's the that's the the capital of Canada in, in the U.S. Yeah. That's how we think of it anyway. <laughs> okay.
4: That's all I right? think
0: of when I think of Canada. is Red Deer. <laughs> people think portland is the capital of oregon it's salem it's the same thing with red deer yeah everybody thinks it's red deer anyway um (laughs) logical i'm excited to see that funded i'm excited for you to get a good night's sleep after doing that and then use lose years of sleep actually making the documentary after that (laughs) that's another thing i've heard yeah right yeah So again, thank you so much for joining us. And um, thanks, everybody, for, for joining us on tonight's episode. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there.
2: We'll see you next week.